All right, it's Joe from Level Up Your Gym back with a special interview today with John Gaglione. John and I go way back. John's visited our one of our old Synergy gyms behind the baseball facility. We've been at uh, hybrid strongman contests together. We've been in groups together. And John's accomplished some amazing things out of Long Island in a powerlifting we've niche. Buffalo, we've had buffalo chicken together, too. You forgot to – We got to buffalo know. chicken together, <laughs> which is important. Probably the highlight of John's time with me was the buffalo chicken. And John's in a powerlifting niche down in Long Island, but I was shooting these podcasts, and I was pre-writing some notes, and I want to share a concept with you called Yes And. It's from Improv because it's something that we use with our staff and I happened to be on YouTube and it recommended me one of John's videos and John was on it explaining the concept much better than I do even though I've used it for years he did a better job and the concept is this that I think gyms need to learn from other industries shortly we'll have an episode with a hospitality expert on how they do customer services and hotels you need to learn from improv you need to learn from these other industries other than just sets and reps from other gym owners now I've talked a lot, but I'm going to let John introduce himself a little bit, and then we'll get into a couple of tips from John on how we can leverage this concept for better decision making. Yeah, I'll try to keep it brief, but yeah, me, uh, myself and Joe go way back. We both love uh, the iron, love lifting weights, and um, you know, both have a lot of experience training athletes. And uh, you know, I've been involved with powerlifting and strength coaching for over 14 years, and still a competitive powerlifter, still. Uh, trying to put up some big numbers. You know, I've squatted 900 pounds in competition, I've squatted 800 pounds in six different weight classes. And I think as gym owners, we could really get caught up with, like you said, the X's and O's and just like kind of the programming side of things. But uh, a big part of coaching is communication. And that's why uh, improv specifically, I first heard about it from two people. Uh, one was Jason Ferugia and the other was my friend, uh, Jim McDee, Jim McDonald. Um, he's, you know, done a lot of podcasts and he's a big podcaster himself. And um, so I was like, you know, let me give this a try because I wanted to kind of get some more personal development. I think doing improvisation was probably the best thing I've done in the last number of years to kind of improve my communication ability and just my ability as a leader and just a communicator. So um, I think that uh, that's kind of a little bit of intro and then kind of how we got into talking about the whole yes and concept. Yeah. And one point on that is I think it's important as gym owners after you've been in charge of something for a while to get into a place that makes you uncomfortable again. And it's a little bit awkward. It helps you grow a lot as a person. I was down in Florida, a buddy of mine, Andrew Hamill and I went to a Think Creative workshop. We were, we were doing uh, baton twirling and art and I was terrible at it. It felt so good to be terrible at something and be back in that position and respect it. And the same things like John going to improv classes and um, just just kind of continually pushing yourself and not getting too comfortable as an adult business owner. Yeah, I think that's tremendous. I actually felt like uh, I was kind of like the only uh, kind of meathead in the group. Everyone was kind of a little bit more artsy, a little bit more, um, not that they were professional actors, but um, you know, I just felt like I was like the oddball in the group and it was definitely a challenge. But I think that's also to, to your point, that's also how you get stronger. You kind of want to be the weakest person in the group and that's how you kind of get better. So I think don't be afraid to like to work on your weaknesses. We oftentimes gravitate toward our strengths. Uh, but yeah, so communication was a big one for me. And um, I, I'm, I can't wait to kind of do more of it. It's been uh, instrumental for sure. Yeah, before I lease John on the yes and is one more, one more on that topic is that if you want to understand what your members feel like going into your gym, 
well, go to an improv class, go to a wine and paint class because, or something you've never done, because that's exactly what they feel like, the awkwardness of coming in, not sure what to do and not sure if it's for them. That's what your members are going through every time they enter your room and they haven't trained before. The reason why they're hiring you as a coach is because if they train before, they'll probably just go to a commercial gym. So they're going to have that same feeling and you need to understand it. It'll make a heck of a better coach. John, yes, and. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think most people, we tend to like kind of be defensive. We tend to focus on like the negative things and it's really important to, uh, I think focus on the positive. And one of the things that my improv teacher has taught me, it's not just about necessarily agreeing with the person, but just kind of building on what they said. So, um, another way to think about yes. And is the concept of acceptance in addition. So I don't necessarily have to agree with 100% uh, what Joe stated, uh, but it's really important just to actually listen, <laughs> actually hear what they said, absorb it, and then kind of add to what, what they said. I think that's because a lot of times we're so excited about talking about what we want to talk about because we're our favorite subject, right? But it's really important to whether it's a coworker, a staff member, someone you're coaching with, um, you know, listen, actually listen to what they're saying, absorb it. And then, you know, instead of saying, you know, no, but... Uh, try to kind of actually say yes and and then kind of continue on with what they said they're going to be a lot more receptive if you come with it from a positive place and when we're when you're doing that one of the things we do in in these kind of games and stuff is we actually uh, try to take something that the person said and then actually kind of add to that so um, you know if we're having a conversation maybe about sets and reps maybe Joe's shoulders hurting or whatever I could say well yes and and I actually dislocated my shoulder uh, so one of the things that I did, you know, I started doing more safety squat bar squats, not really helped me personally when I had a similar injury, just, just as an example that popped in my head. So we want to kind of hear what they're saying and then kind of internalize it, take it in. I don't need to agree with hundred percent with what they're saying, but accept it, add to it. So that's kind of like the big, like kind of take home point when we're kind of doing the yes and like concept. We use it a lot with our marketing strategies as a staff for the gym. I said, we, if I have a concept where it's not completely solidified in my head, I need to admit that and say, we're going to yes and this one staff for the first 20 minutes. Then we can play devil's advocate. So I'll say, I think we should do our trunk or treat for the community this year. Now, someone could say, yes, but you know, there's COVID restrictions. Yes, but it's not really worth it for our gym to be exposed like that. Or... I can put us in a yes and mindset and they'll say yes and instead of having a trunk or treat, we'll do a drive-through. Yes and we can get the fire department or other safety companies there. Yes and we can get the EMS there. Yes and we can get some music there. So you get a whole concept built out. Then you get your idea down. Then you can play devil's advocate of how it can go wrong. But unless you have some yes and people and not always yes but people, you'll never get the full idea solidified. You'll end up tanking a lot of ideas that could be great if you use the, the groupthink concept. I, I love that idea. And I think that a lot of times, to Joe's point, we, we tend to think too small. And I think if we think as big as possible, it's, it's easy to whittle it down. But don't, you're kind of shooting yourself in your foot if you're already thinking about what can go wrong. Think about like what if all this stuff goes right? Think as big as you can because you can always scale it back. So I think that's uh, – I totally agree. That's a, great, uh, that's a great mindset. When you're kind of developing any idea for any type of marketing strategy or, or a program or uh, even, just, even just how you want to run your business. So things may not be – don't even think about, like, what's, like, realistic. Just think about what's possible, and then you can kind of pull, pull it back. So I think that's a great, great strategy for sure. 
What else have you picked up from improv, John? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of different things. Um, one thing that I think is tremendous, especially, you know, like we've, I don't know how, we both in this industry for over a decade, we've been lifting weights for a really long time. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, I've, uh, I've been as heavy as uh, 340 pounds. I mentioned I squatted 806 weight classes. So one of the things that I did uh, after I squatted 900, I decided to kind of drop some weight. And I, I still like love lifting heavy, but it wouldn't really be fair for me to compare myself at super heavyweight at 242, at 220, and definitely not at 198. So um, one of the things I always learned with improv is the positive version of a story is more useful than the negative version of a story. And I think this is really important when we're working with long-term clients that have been with us for two, three, five years plus, because sometimes those, those, those newbie gains are gone. So what, what, what does success look like is gonna be different when you're six months, eight months in, when all those gains are coming really fast or you're working with somebody, maybe they lost a hundred pounds. So I could like my, my last competition that I did, um, I squatted 835, uh, weighing 235. I did a meet at 242. So I could say the negative version of the story would be, well, I, I, my best squat is 900. It's nowhere close to my best. Or I could say pound for pound was one of my best squats. And I ended up hitting my best Wilk score which is a formula that takes into account your body weight. So I'd rather frame it from the positive point of view. Well, this was my best pound for pound performance at 235. And now I'm going to try to beat that the next time. Uh, and that kind of allows you to kind of move forward. So you're not like necessarily, you could still kind of, like you said, kind of look at things you could do better, but why not see the silver lining? Why not focus on what you did well first and then kind of build off that because success, success breeds success. So I think especially for people that you're working with for a long-term uh, plan, um, finding ways that you can finding progress for them, even if it's not as like noticeable. Um, and you know, if you're dealing with masters lifters, sometimes maybe what are your PRs at over 40? What are your personal records over 50? There's different ways you could frame it to be successful. Um, Cause I think a lot of people tend to, we tend to focus on the negative. So really focus on the positive and then kind of building from that. A trick we use for general pop, not for powerlifting or any specific sport is that we will have them test on something that they've never really done before and then progress that for 60, 90 days. And which of course, choose something that's safe. Let's say a rower 500 meters. Well, they, they do a row 500 meters and then they progress that, progress that. It takes away their, their version of the scale, which a lot of adults care about, or the in-body body fat percentage, and they obsess over that. And you give them a different goal to put that positive spin on it like I took off this x amount of time well then you can do it for another one then once you get those down and the concept of positive mindset then you can bring them back to the scale and things like that so you can you can mix up what you're testing to to build that habit and then tackle the bigger items or else you're gonna have a lot of people with a lot of tears every time they step on a scale if they had a half gallon of water they don't realize it's going to make them weigh three pounds heavier or whatever and they just think it's fat instantly so you have to take them out of that mindset first yeah, my uh, to to build off that, my uh, one of my old powerlifting coaches, Jesse Burdick, he would call that kind of like you're throwing yourself a softball. So like if you've never done a 500 meter rower before, like you're definitely gonna like make progress on it. It's like you hit a you hit a personal record. So he would he would joke, he's like, here's an invisible balloon, you know. So uh, like, <laughs> congratulations, you hit a PR. But um, it's really true. And I think when it comes to weight loss, especially, like you said, trying to focus on sometimes performance goals or process oriented goals. So maybe like your goals are not necessarily you kind of get away from the scale for a bit, yep. but if you have different goals, I think that's, that's tremendous. I, I love that idea. John, I'm going to pick your brain for one more concept for the gym owners listening. So we got two great ones 
focusing on the positive and framing it. Yes, and and time yeah. for John's big finish so we can get some protein after his workout. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, the I think probably the most important concept um, that we could talk about today is you want to make your partner look good. Um, this is like, you know, I think uh, <laughs> some of us, especially like in the powerlifting world and the strength and conditioning world, we can be a little bit, you know, when we're throwing down some big weights and things like that, we're maybe sometimes we got the testosterone flowing, we're a little bit more aggressive. Um, so even like when you're coaching somebody, like a lot of times we have the concept of a feedback sandwich and things like that. So going back to that positive thing, but like if you're like maybe working with a new staff member, for example, maybe they're not cueing someone correctly. One way to make them not look good is to like scream across from the room. Like that's like incorrect or don't do this. Or that's like, how is that person going to feel? And then are they going to want to come to communicate with you after the fact? Like probably not. So what would be a way that you could make them look good in the process? Maybe you kind of pull them aside privately or something like that. Like, Hey, Hey, you know, uh, Johnny, uh, this is, I, I think that was great what you did here. Uh, but this is like how we kind of cue like this movement or this is like, I, or I noticed that you were kind of trying to adjust their stance. Let's not worry about that right now. Let's like focus on their, you know, their foot mechanics or driving their knees, whatever. Everyone's going to be different, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to give them constructive criticism. There's a way to make them look good. And there's a way to make them look bad. Um, or if we're having a staff meeting, that sort of thing. Um, don't just completely shoot down like a bad idea try not to think of good or bad just think about okay this is kind of a neutral and how can we kind of expand on it so I think that's probably the most important one um, but like obviously if you're doing an improv scene if you kind of disregard what your partner says the scene kind of like falls flat that also happens in life too so like how is like the what's the energy going to be like in the room after you kind of call out a staff member for making a mistake in front of everyone it's probably not going to be great right so I think that's probably the biggest one is whether you're communicating with a staff member, uh, I think especially like in team meetings and things like that, or just in like kind of a group setting, uh, if you're queuing people, like always think about how can I make this person look good? You can still be constructive, but how can I make them look good in the process? And they're gonna feel better and they're gonna, again, success is gonna breed success. So that's probably my number one tip uh, that I got from improv is make your partner look good. And I'm gonna bring it home for a lot of the consulting gyms that I, that I, that I assist. One of their biggest dilemmas of going from a sole operator owner role to hiring people is, oh, this person's not as good as, as me. All the, all the clients ask for me. Well, of course, they're going to ask for you if you berate that person, not only how that coach feels, but how everyone perceives that coach then takes a dive to feed your own ego. So at taking that mindset and doing it, stepping aside, coaching them up, focusing on the positive, having those conversations and, um, to kind of criticize in private and praise in public, all those will make a world of difference in your life, not just that person's life. If you want to pass off and delegate some of the tasks that you're doing and are holding you back from growing your gym by not being able to be an owner, but being an operator all day, well, you need to listen to what John's saying on that last tip. You need to replay it. I love that. I want to, I think I want to repeat that again. So it was uh, praise in public, criticize in private. Is that what you said? Yep. Something like that. Yeah. I just never, I think that praise in public, I think that's something that's easy to remember. So I think that that's great. So I think uh, that's, that's going to make your coach look good in front of your members. And then like, I know like I have Gaglion strength that's attached to my gym, which like, again, if I knew like where I was going, I probably wouldn't have my name. It. It's so like, if you, that's a problem, right? That's a potential problem. So I think coaching up your staff, make your staff look good. Yeah, it's going to make your life a whole like a lot easier uh, for sure. That's, that's tremendous. I love it. 
John, I'd love to see how far you've come in the last, I don't know, we're old. I don't even know anymore. You know you're old when you lose track of time, 10, 15 years. I don't even know. But I wanted to tell people where they can learn more about you as well. Because again, I just stumbled across your YouTube video. I was like, I need to learn some more. So from John from Gaglione Strength, where can our listeners learn more about you? Just, just as a, a quick side note, um, but if you do want to follow me on Instagram, one of the more recent pictures is uh, my before picture of me, uh, the, the fat Gaglione, was uh, me uh, deadlifting at uh, Joe's uh, one of Joe's first locations. So that was the, I was like, what, this is like, so like perfect, but, uh, at Gaglion strength, uh, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere you can find me. And we also have another podcast powerlifting for the people. Uh, it's all strength topics, but also topics like this are going to help enhance, uh, your personal self. So at Gaglion strength, uh, and yeah, I really appreciate the time. It was awesome connecting again. All right, sit tight for just a second. I'm going to do the outro because I don't like to edit too much. So I'm just going to go right into it. Thank you for listening to the level up your gym podcast. Again, I'm your host, Joe Hashi. Guest today was John Gaglione. Look up Gaglione Strength on the Instagram, on the Facebook. He's a man of the people now. He's out there. He's multiple 75 days hard. I'm only 30 days hard, John. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, <laughs> you can always pick up your free daily gym owner videos as well at levelupyourgym.com. We still have our masterclass up there of the daily videos for free. Talk to you on the next episode.